Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast that I know you're going to love. Do you like travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Well, this new podcast has all that and... Murder. It's called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by a true crime fanatic, her comedy writer husband, and his TV producing partner, Slaycation brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and WTF stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater. Each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers. Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every town has a dark side. Getting pregnant is a magical experience. Bringing a new life to this earth is a miracle. While millions of women have been blessed by motherhood, there are those who can only wish for it, much like 33-year-old Megan Firamuska. Many people want to have children, but very few would go to the lanes of actually killing in order to get one. But that's what Miss Faramuska did, and the victim of her sinister plan was her childhood friend, Heidi Broussard, who was a mother of two herself. I'm Andrew Fitzgerald, and thanks for tuning in. Now let's head to Austin, Texas, I'll bring you a story of how fatal a maternal desire can be in our episode about an evil best friend. They were like two peas in a pod, best friends forever. When they were both 11 years old, Megan Faramuska and Heidi Broussard met at a church camp and forged a lifelong friendship. As teens, their bond remained strong as they went through tough times, and they stuck together until their 20s and early 30s as they held jobs and entered into serious relationships. 
Both women also attended Texas Bible Institute together for a decade. Between the two, it was Heidi who first had kids with her boyfriend, Shane Carey. They lived on the 700 block of West William Cannon Drive in Austin, Texas, with the couple's eldest child, Silas, and Shane's daughter, named Addison, from a previous relationship. On the other hand, Megan, also known as Megan Humphrey, focused more on her career as a wedding planner and earned glowing reviews. But as Heidi's bestie, she always found time to spend time with her, as shown in their Facebook posts. And when Miss Broussard was pregnant with Silas in 2013, her best pal was there to help her pick out invites for the baby shower. Other posts showed them attending the Houston Bridal Show together and eating at a local Longhorn Steakhouse. Those were the good times they shared before jealousy stirred the maternal desire in Miss Faramuska, who wanted badly to have her own baby by all means, even if it meant ending her 20-year friendship with Heidi. In 2019, Mr. Carey and Miss Broussard announced their engagement after living together outside of marriage. Everything at their homestead was going well, and the family's happiness was multiplied by Heidi's pregnancy of her second child with Shane. Of course, Megan, who Heidi called her bestie, was equally ecstatic for her friend. Shortly after, Miss Faramuska disclosed that she was pregnant as well, courtesy of her ex-boyfriend, Christopher Green. The best friends excitingly talked about giving birth on the same day and journeying together as mothers. Both 33 years old at the time, Heidi and Megan were like twinning moms-to-be who bonded over their shared experience. But while one was authentically cherishing it for the second time, the other was completely faking it. Megan accompanied Heidi to her prenatal doctor's appointment and showed how involved she was. Shane, Miss Broussard's fiance, believed Megan was carrying her firstborn as he had seen her hold her tummy as if she were pregnant although her stomach wasn't as big as his pregnant wife's. He said, Heidi loved Megan. They had a great relationship. She was a friend. Even after they had called it quits in March of 2019, Miss Faramuska and her ex-boyfriend Christopher were still living together in Houston, minus the romance and intimacy. They agreed to such an arrangement for the sake of their future kid, according to Christopher. Mr. Green, I believe that Megan was pregnant with his child and noticed her stomach growing during this time, but she wouldn't let him see her fully undressed. It simply never occurred in Christopher's mind that his ex-girlfriend was taking him for a ride and that he, like Heidi and Shane, had been caught up 
and Magan's web of lies and deceit. Ms. Broussard was due to give birth on November 26, 2019, while Ms. Faramuska's was set on December 8th, and she even set up a baby registry at Target. When Heidi gave birth to a baby girl they named Margot, Megan drove from Houston to South Austin just to be beside her best friend on that special occasion. She managed to drive all by herself for almost three hours despite nearing her date of delivery. As a nurse had overheard Megan saying to Heidi that she was already 37 weeks pregnant. Heidi's fiancé also noticed the big bump Megan was carrying. But he also observed her weird behavior. According to Mr. Carey, Ms. Faramuska kept on interjecting herself into the family's event and even demanded to hold baby Margot while she was still in the arms of her grandfather, the father of Shane. The grandpa himself was surprised at how Ms. Faramuska interrupted his time with the newborn baby. Since Houston, though, was a few hours' drive away, Shane offered Megan to stay at their South Austin apartment in order to spare her from spending on hotel accommodations. He handed her a key to the place, and she promised to leave it on the counter of their apartment when she left. But Megan never returned it after staying in Shane and Heidi's apartment for two days while the latter was recuperating in the hospital. The details about Miss Faramuska's giving birth were confusing. On one hand, Mr. Carey reported on December 9th that he had learned of Megan's child delivery, but he hadn't seen any pictures of the baby. Her other friends claimed Megan told them that she had given birth to a baby girl named Luna May in early December. But Christopher Green, the expectant father of Megan's baby, told of a different version. He said that Megan allegedly said that on December 12th, she went to the beach with a cousin. When she returned to Christopher's house on December 13th, she told him not to get mad when he saw a baby lying on the bed. The woman who faked her pregnancy said she went into labor and gave birth on December 12th at a birthing center she couldn't remember the name of. She also said that only the employees of the birthing center were present when she delivered the baby. The truth was, though, the baby wasn't anyone she gave birth to, nor adopted, and named Luna May. That baby was Margot Carey, the daughter of her best friend Heidi and husband Shane. Megan's string of lies are enough of a reason to despise her. But wait until you find out how she schemed to claim her longtime friend's baby as her own.
On December 12, 2019, the happy family of Shane and Heidi, with their two-week-old baby Margot, did their daily routine. The father left home for work at 6.30 a.m. and promised to see them later. At 8.30 a.m., Heidi called up her fiancé that she had dropped off safely their six-year-old son Silas at Cowan Elementary School. An hour earlier, where the school surveillance video captured her at around 7.50 a.m., When Mr. Carey returned home at 2.50 p.m., he then noticed that the front door was unlocked and Heidi's car was parked in the garage, even though she wasn't home yet. Shane initially thought Heidi and Margot just went out for a walk, but as hours passed and the two hadn't returned yet, he started to worry. Interestingly, their apartment was in order, but Shane soon discovered that Heidi's car was also unlocked. Inside were the things Margot needed, but Heidi's keys and cell phone were gone. That's when Shane started asking family and friends for help in looking for his daughter and fiance. At roughly 7.30 p.m., Heidi and Margot were reported missing, and authorities issued an Amber Alert. It was not in Heidi's character to just abandon their family, especially Silas. So Shane entertained the thought that his soon-to-be wife and new baby were in danger. The following day, he went on air on a local TV station pleading for help. I don't know why anybody would ever harm or touch these two beautiful women together, Shane said in a live phone interview. An Austin police chopper hovered over the apartment complex where they resided during the night. Mr. Carey also appeared on Good Morning America for an interview in which he expressed dismay that no one heard screams or cries for help when Heidi and their baby disappeared under mysterious circumstances. The Broussard family then came over to Austin, Texas from Louisiana to help put the pieces of the puzzle together. Overwhelmed by all the unexpected, sad turn of events, Shane pleaded, I just want her to come home. She's amazing. She's missed. She has her whole family here supporting, praying for her to come home. And hopefully that's just, I don't know, somebody to bring her home safe. I don't care. Just drop her off. Five days after Heidi and baby Margot went missing, The Austin PD in a press conference revealed that the FBI and Texas Rangers had joined in the search of the missing mother and daughter. At that time, they said they had no reason to believe that they were harmed. The parents of Heidi also had emotional interviews and media outlets, and so the case became a national issue. The awareness created about Heidi and Margot's disappearance led to tips that enabled the authorities to get to the bottom of the case. And on December 20th, everyone was confronted by the shocking truth.
One tipster, a person who lived in the apartment complex where Heidi and Shane resided, had video cameras outside his unit which captured a vehicle similar to what Megan Faramuska drove. The car was driving around the complex around 9 a.m. on December 12th. It seemed harmless if you think that she's a longtime friend of Heidi's, but the recording was coincidentally happening on the same day and time that Miss Broussard and her baby went missing. Another witness claimed that on the same day, she saw an adult white female at the apartment complex walking to a parked car while carrying a small baby. She told police that she saw another woman come out of the car and greeted the woman with the baby. Then both of them entered the car and sped away. The same witness was shown on December 19th a photo lineup that included a picture of Megan, and she said she was 70% sure that the woman driving the car was Miss Faramuska. Now a suspect in the case, Megan's computer footprint became part of the police investigation. They discovered that she conducted suspicious searches on the internet such as Reasons for Amber Alert and Amber Alert Austin on December 12th, the day of her best friend's disappearance. On that day, Megan also deactivated her Facebook account, which police noted was a behavior of a kidnapper. Moreover, she searched for bodies found in Austin, Texas on December 14th, while she searched for Heidi Broussard at least 162 times between November 11th and December 18th of 2019. Data from a wireless network operator revealed that Ms. Faramuska's phone was pinged in the Austin area near Heidi and Shane's apartment on December 12th, and these were all significant leads and so authorities were determined more than ever in pursuing Megan and recovering Heidi and Margot. Surveillance of the Houston area home where Miss Faramuska lived was then conducted by the authorities. Neighbors told them that Christopher Green, Megan's ex, had owned the house. The records show that it was Mr. Green who bailed Megan out of jail in 2018 after she was arrested for theft charges. She was accused of stealing money from her former employer, Ace Express, check cashing business, where she worked as an assistant manager. But the case was eventually dismissed by the court for lack of evidence. Officers then zeroed in on Mr. Green's house and they noticed right away that a car was parked in a way that it's hidden. In one instance, they followed Christopher and got the chance to ask him about the missing toddler. He said that he doubted his ex-girlfriend's story about the baby, but didn't give it much thought and just assumed she adopted it. He just helped in taking care of the baby, who had jaundice. But when Mr. Green was questioned about Miss Broussard's disappearance, he noted that the picture of the baby in the flyers was the baby girl at his house. From then on, it was just a few winks away to finding light to Heidi and baby Margot's controversial case.
On December 19th, investigators searched Mr. Green's house where Magan was living. When they arrived, they were greeted by the smell of an unmistakable odor of decomposing flesh. They then traced it to the trunk of a car parked at the house, which was registered to Miss Faramuska. There, they found a body shoved into a black duffel bag, and it was identified as Heidi Broussard. Fortunately, baby Margot Carey was found safe inside the house, but Magan repeatedly claimed that she was her child. The pieces of the puzzle were now completed and formed, and investigators had deduced that Megan Faramuska was a womb raider who had faked her own pregnancy for nine months with sinister plans to snatch her best friend's baby after she had given birth and claimed the baby as her own. They alleged that Megan strangled Heidi with a dog leash sometime between December 12th and December 19th in an audacious plot to take her two-week-old baby and make it appear as if she was the mother. Magan was then arrested by police, while Shane Carey's involvement in the case was dismissed, and he was reunited with Margot on December 23rd in time for Christmas and Heidi's burial on December 28th in her hometown in Lake Charles, Louisiana. In the care of her dad, Margot was learning sign language, and relatives say she's a happy and healthy girl who rarely cries. The family Heidi left behind has been seeking counseling and therapy to help them process life after her death. Shane even has a GoFundMe to help with expenses in connection with the tragedy and to help provide for his children with Heidi. He has apparently moved on by finding romance with a woman named Michelle. Meanwhile, Heidi's mother Tammy was vocal about her feelings, saying, This never should have happened to my daughter. Never. Heidi was the friendliest person you'd ever meet in your life. There's no relief for this. She went on, I'm mad. That's all I can say is I'm mad as hell. And I keep asking God, please help me. On January 28, 2020, a grand jury indicted Megan Faramuska on a charge of capital murder by terror threat for the death of Heidi Broussard with a $1.6 million bond and on a charge of kidnapping in connection with the abduction of Margot Carey. She's been imprisoned at the Travis County Correctional Complex while awaiting sentencing, and her trial has been delayed due to the COVID pandemic as well as changes among the key players in the case, including Ms. Faramuska's defense team. It's difficult to imagine and accept that a friendship founded during a church activity would end up in blood and violence 20 years later. So, what exactly went wrong? The FBI's Behavioral Analysis Unit described Megan's motive as maternal desire resulting from either a lost pregnancy or the inability to have her own child. But, no matter how hard she tried, 
Fate and justice deterred her from ever having one. And it's probably better that way. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you want even more creepy stories from us, then check out our YouTube channel and podcast called Scary Mysteries. Over there on the YouTube channel, you'll find each episode of Every Town as well, complete with a cool video component if you'd rather watch it like a show. And if you really want to show us some love and support and watch truly terrifying videos, then check us out at patreon.com slash scary mysteries. There's a new video every week over there, plus the chance to get involved with ideas and picking the videos that we post each week. So head on over there to get involved, and I'll see you soon. So that's it for this week's episode of Everytown. Tune in next week for another one filled with scary, strange, and mysterious stories. Because who knows, maybe your town will be next. <laughs>